It's Wednesday, December 13th. Welcome to the Jazz Joe Hall Show. Thanks for joining us. Got lots to talk about today. Let's get to our top story and focus on the Surrey policing transition. Now, we spent a lot of time and coverage on this very important public policy issue. So much of the debate has been focused on the politics of the transition. I want to get away from that today uh, and focus on the actual issue of transitioning from the RCMP to the Surrey Police Service and have a broader conversation around building a modern uh, police force. Uh, That's what this conversation is going to focus on. I want to say that from the start. There's plenty of time to discuss politics, uh, but I'll save that for our elected officials. Now, if all goes according to plan, by 2026, the only police officers on the streets of Surrey will be members of the Surrey Police Service. Joining me now to discuss the issue is Chief Constable Norm Lipinski. Norm, thank you for joining us today. Uh, you're welcome. Good to be here, Jazz. All right, lots to talk about. Uh, let's start with some of the numbers. Walk me through in regards to how many SPS members you have now, um, uh, boots on the ground, and how many officers uh, uh, you hope to hire in the next fiscal year. Yes, uh, there's a lot to unpack there. So first of all, we have about 340 police officers all in. And then we have about, uh, out of that 340, we have about 200 that are boots on the ground on the front line working with our colleagues, uh, the RCMP. Now, uh, since the decision was made and the legislation came into play, we're starting to put together an HR plan Mm -hmm. of what 2024 looks like. And, of course, that is tied into the budget, which, as you know, we submitted to the city of Surrey. And we are looking to have uh, to hire 180 next year. And a lot of the questions I get is, how did you come up with 180? Well, it's modeling that we do here and looking at what is the probability of hiring. So it's obviously got to be very high. We feel very confident we can hire that many people. And then also... How many people can we train? Because you may recall in my last time I was here, I talked about that before our Mm -hmm. people are deployed, they do six weeks of training. Now, out of that uh, 180, there's about 40, 45 that will be brand new recruits at the JI and uh, about 135 to 140 experienced officers. And so we've done our planning and we've submitted it to the province, uh, ostensibly the special advisor, and at the same time submitted the budget to the city of Surrey. So that's where we're at. Now, if you do the math, Mm -hmm. when you're talking about 339 and then you add another 180, you're talking post 500. But obviously, Surrey has more police officers than that. And that takes us to 2025 and a little bit in 2026. And then we'd be looking at the completion of the project. We all want this to, uh, to end, and uh, we want it to move along in a timely fashion. So we've been in the pause mode for 2023. And now we're leaning forward to planning and executing in 2024. How much time did that pause mode cost you in months? Cost us, uh, I would say it cost uh, a good 10 months, uh, almost a year, because obviously uh, the election was in the the fall of last year. And uh, we still had some classes that were being deployed uh, the first couple of months because we hired them uh, quite some time before that deployment date, but it's uh, it, it drew us back 10 months. 
Ten months. Okay. Now you had mentioned, I think you had two uh, in your uh, early part of your comments. There are two hundred boots on the ground, three hundred and forty uh, police officers. I'm just trying to the other hundred and forty from the two hundred. Yeah. Yeah. Good it, question. It, it, that's that's support staff. Yeah. So no, okay. uh, that is what uh, we call the administration. So okay. Uh, out of that, out of that uh, hundred and twenty that we have an administration. Uh, we have about 40, almost 50 people that are ready to be deployed in the sense of that they were hired quite some time ago to be deployed, but for that 10-month pause, weren't able to do that because we didn't have the mobilization, demobilization plan Mm -hmm. to move forward. So, Really, in the administration of the Surrey Police Service, we need about 75 people. The rest will be deployed through the early months of 2024. In those 75, uh, that is recruiting, that is uh, HR people, that is training people, etc. So that's where the extra bodies are. And that's important discussion when we're talking about the budget. And I will say one thing here about the budget Mm -hmm. is that it's all encompassing in the envelope for the city of Surrey budget for public safety, which is to say this, that the 180 that I would want to hire, they would fill vacancies within the RCMP detachment. This is not a layering on of the budget. If I had to simplify it, Jazz, it's one in, one out. It's not that simple, but it's pretty close to that. So the 180 would go in, 180 would go out, or there's vacancies there now. So the extra cost is about 73, 75 people that I would have in the administration because obviously we're running really two administrations, the RCMP and the Surrey Police Service. So basically whenever you're hiring at this point, it's it's clearly you're replacing somebody else from the RCMP. It's not like there's new money required. You're replacing one-to-one essentially. Yes, that is it. Okay. From here on in, as we hire, with the exception of, of the odd person here in the HR or something of that nature, but generally speaking, everybody we hire from here on in, would be filling a vacancy uh, next door. And so this is where it's, it's so important for everybody to know that we need a joint HR plan. And uh, that's what we're working towards, and that's what the special advisor is working towards. So there would be agreement of, okay, which positions would be vacated in the detachment, which rank, and where in the year that vacancy would occur and then the SPS would hire to replace that vacancy. Um, what does a day look like for a SPS officer if they're uh, out on the street working with RCMP officers as well? Who would make, let's say, an arrest? Uh, who would do the paperwork? How does that daily relationship work for uh, an officer, a frontline officer at this moment? You know, we get that uh, those comments or questions uh, all the time. And uh, at the end of the day, uh, they interact very well on the front line because when duty calls, they go. So what happens is you have uh, the members working alongside the RCMP. A call comes in. It could be a critical incident. You have a number of cars that go there. You have a mixture of RCMP people with SPS people. 
And uh, the call is assigned. Generally speaking, who gets there first is, is the person that's assigned the investigation, generally speaking. Uh, the oversight, the ultimate oversight would be the RCMP. Why? Because they are the police of jurisdiction. We've, we've discussed this in, in the last three years, and, and uh, the simplest way to do this is somebody's got to be in charge, and there's got to be one body that's in charge. So given that we are just building up, the RCMP is in charge. At some point in the next two and a half years, we will have more officers than the RCMP, and with a whole bunch of other indices as far as legal instruments and other things that have to be put in place, policies, we would be in charge. And essentially, the situation would be reversed. But to be clear, um, they are in charge at the present time. But our people are, are taking investigations, going to calls, working with the RCMP, leading investigations, uh, etc., just like any other frontline police officer. Welcome back to the show. If you're just joining us, we are speaking to Chief Constable Norm Lipinski from the Surrey Police Service. And when you step away from all that politics, there is still a police force to put together. And that is uh, Chief Constable Lipinski's uh, responsibility. So I wanted to focus just on the policing issue and, and some HR issues as well. And now, Chief, uh, prior to the break, you had mentioned, um, you know, a 10-month to 11-month delay just because of outside forces and the politics and the conversation that goes on on this issue of the transition. I'm just curious, those officers that you had hired, um, were they in some cases forced to remain in their communities waiting for all of this to blow over until they got some direction in regards to they can now move to Surrey, they can make those personal changes that they have to make, uh, get their families all with their heads wrapped around and moving to Surrey or moving into the lower mainland. Was that part of that delay? Well, what had happened was uh, certainly we spooled up very, very quickly. In just a couple of years, we, we hired uh, a couple of hundred police officers, and we had no problem doing that. And then when there was the pause that was put on, there, there was interest, and some of those people still came through to us and are ready to go for 2024, and that's what we focus on. Uh, some others uh, left, uh, meaning went to other agencies, left their application here, and that's fine. Uh, but as we move forward and we focus on 2024, uh, I'm really excited about getting back into the momentum of, of hiring. And uh, there's two streams there. When you're talking about the brand new recruits for the JI, etc., cetera, mm-hmm. uh, there's no problem there at all because there's so many young people that have applied to us from Surrey that want to stay here and be police officers. And then with experienced officers, uh, we look to hire from across Canada. We have done so, and uh, we've taken a lot from uh, Ontario, the greater Toronto area. And initially, I was a little bit perplexed why that is. But uh, at the end of the day, the cost of living is somewhat similar. So when you look at lifestyle and so forth and the ability to be on the West Coast, we have a lot of interest uh, from them as well. Well, less know than Ontario will always help, that's for sure. Yeah. Uh, um, I'm curious, you mentioned the issue of recruitment. Uh, here in the Lower Mainland, as you know, in Vancouver, there was a promise to hire 100 new police officers. On top of that, of course, are yearly retirements from the Vancouver Police Department, a large force, added to that Delta, New Westminster, Port Moody, and many other forces. Uh, are, 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 there must be some challenges in regards to communities fighting over 
uh, recruits are even worried that Surrey may be hiring members out of Vancouver or other communities because many of these officers that work in these communities live in Surrey. Um, speak to me a little bit about trying to balance that because you, you, you want recruits at the same time, you know, you don't want to be robbing the VPD or Delta and New West uh, to the point where they're going to be complaining as well. Yeah, you bet. Um, it's a complicated issue, but uh, we've worked through uh, common understanding, and that is to say 20% of the people, Jazz, that I hire are from out of province, and I focus a lot on that, even though there's moving involved and there's time delays, of course, for people to move here. So the other 80%, 78% are from BC. We, of course, have a lot of RCMP people. At the present time, I have about 115 RCMP members with the SPS, And then we have the lower mainland agencies. And as you said, so many people live in Surrey. And so they gravitate towards uh, applying to us. However, we have a very good understanding between all the municipal chiefs. Uh, I'm not too concerned about uh, VPD because it's a large organization that that, uh, uh, hires from across Canada, etc. And uh, they've been successful in doing that. I'm a little bit concerned about the smaller agencies, and so I keep in touch with all chiefs, but specifically the smaller agencies. And what I mean by that is I'm cognizant, very cognizant, of hiring too many from any one small agency that would put them in a position of discomfort that uh, would be very difficult for them. And so in some cases, in, in uh, prior to uh, um, this year, I've deferred... I've deferred applications coming to Surrey Police Service from some small agencies until they can hire somebody, either an experienced officer or put somebody through the JI. So it is, it is a, a somewhat of a complicated ecosystem, but it's working, and it will continue to work, and especially focusing on people from uh, outside of the province. And I'll tell you the advantage of that is some of these, uh, we have 25 different agencies represented here, and they're coming in with some great, great, ideas and practices from their home agencies and uh, you know I look forward in the future of uh, having a drone program to body-worn cameras uh, a new gang program the RCMP are doing a great job now but I want to refine it and take it up to the next level there's a lot of knowledge and experience here from across Canada and we actually are starting to catalog all that and we've got some research underway so when the time comes We'll be pulling uh, the trigger on this and uh, going to our board and seeking concurrence to move ahead with some of these very exciting programs. I've got 30 seconds left. I have to ask you this question. Tremendous amount of politics around this uh, policing issue. Uh, Do you, um, I guess regret's not the word, but would you have accepted this position knowing what you'd have to endure? Yes, I would. Uh, The reason is it suits my personality. Uh, I've got the background. I've got the uh, education, MBA, and a law degree, which I use every day. And uh, I know that I have a great team here, and we're very, very committed. Uh, We've become very resilient, and uh, we are an investment in the future for Surrey, and we're committed to the citizens of Surrey. Chief, uh, if I don't speak to you, have a Merry Christmas. Thanks for your time today. Uh, You're welcome. Best of the holidays to you, Jazz. Thank you very much.